0: Hello, and welcome to the Human Nurture Podcast. My name is Jason Brand, and I'm your host. For this first season, we're going to be looking at PACT in theory. PACT stands for a Psychobiological Approach to Couples Therapy, and each episode in this season is going to investigate what are the foundational elements that make up the PACT approach. For this first episode, we're going to be talking to Stan Tatkin. Stan is the creator of PACT, and he's going to be giving us an overview of the polytheoretical approach that is PACT how do you put these elements together, how they fit together, how it all revolves around this idea of secure functioning and how it plays out in our work with couples. The episode also looks at how Stan approaches research and how he stays active and excited in his own learning process. So without further ado, here's the interview with Stan. I hope you enjoy. Welcome Stan Tatkin, it's great to have you here. And, um, and I, today we're going to start with uh, a little introduction to the PAC Special Topics Podcast. Uh, and I'm going to ask Stan just a little bit. The, just, the podcast itself grows out of the, uh, a, a need that I saw for an accessible way for people who are learning PACT to be able to sort of very quickly go somewhere and get resources based on the different ideas that come up in the training. Um, And so the idea would be that this is an accessible and relatable way to access the training and um, and I thought where I would begin with is um, Is where the level one manual begins which is sort of laying out. What is the found What are the foundational elements of PACT? Um, and so I I you in the beginning in, in the Level one manual, you described PACT as being built on the shoulders of many great clinicians. right. And yes. um, I just want you to talk about the process of choosing those clinicians and, and why you chose to set it up as something you know where you were very explicit about it's based on these ideas.
1: Well, actually, it, 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 I mean when I say uh, great clinicians, great writers, great thinkers, going all the way back to Freud. Um, You know, uh, people like uh, uh, Donald Winnicott, Ronald Fairbairn, uh, uh, Heinz Kohut, uh, 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 you know, Kernberg, Rinsley, Michael Rinsley, and so on. Um, I mean, these are people that I've been big fans of, Margaret Mahler, uh, people have been big fans of in the psychoanalytic world, uh, and some of these people are you know, uh, object relations, American object relations, uh, British object relations. And I was trained in American object relations, uh, which is you know, leaning a little towards ego psychology. And so that has been foundational in my life. And there's a lot of uh, impact. There's a lot of psychoanalytic theory. Uh, but I was also trained in uh, strategic and structural family systems actually that first. And so uh, there's a lot of uh, Salvador Mnuchin uh, here. And we look at the, the, you know, the the, the structural uh, uh, organization of the couple coming first, of being the roof of the house, of being governors. Uh, that's very Mnuchin, uh, you know, that there's a, uh, a, uh, this hierarchical structure in the family system is really very important. Uh, the strategic world uh, comes from people like uh, Jay Haley and Peggy Papp and, um, uh, and uh, the Milan group. Uh, There's so many things in our work that draws from them directly and indirectly. For instance, uh, the Milan group Um, circular questioning, that's cross-questioning, cross-commenting. And then we get also into uh, Wilfred Beyond and Tavistock. Going down the middle uh, is uh, drawn from the Tavistock method. Um, Then there is uh, the the neuroscience piece, um, and uh, Alan Shore was, uh, uh, was my mentor for many years, still is. Um, and uh, along with Alan, um, uh, you know, th- th- there's you know uh, Ledoux, um, there's a late, a late uh, Um there's uh, you know people, in, in uh, you know more people than I can I can say that have influenced me over the years that I have read and listened to. Um, like people know I'm a fanboy of Robert Sapolsky, <laughs> and so people like, uh, like uh, those people in the neuroscience group, uh, Stephen Porges, who continues to be uh, a friend and mentor. Um, so I have great admiration for these people. Um, the, the late uh, James Masterson uh, you know, uh, really taught me how to be disciplined and to work with disorders of the self. And uh, I owe a great deal to him. Uh, I definitely stand on his shoulders. He's a huge influencer uh, for me. But so was my so was my Gestalt teacher. Uh, so so were my um, and I'm going to forget their names now. Um, uh, my uh, psychodrama teachers uh, who were direct descendants of um, of uh, Merino. and so. Uh, you know, I have a whole um, a bunch of people that I have either worked directly with or have studied uh, that are in my head, and uh, and that I have applied in my work and life that have really uh, been integrated, uh, and conti- I continue to do that into into Pact, and of course, Pact is uh, is based on. Infant studies, so uh, so now we get into infant attachment, uh, you know, Bowlby, uh, Ainsworth, uh, you know, uh, adult attachment, uh, Mary Main, Eric Hesse, and there's a the whole other group of people uh, in the adult attachment world, research world, but studying uh, babies, studying the strange situation, uh, and uh, and then the AAI has given me. Uh, you know, uh, a a wide range of understanding about the attachment system, I would say especially studying babies and uh, babies with their caregivers. That has probably been the strongest impact on me. Uh, The Watch, Wait, and Wonder program at the Hinks Institute in Toronto made a huge impact on me uh, that you could treat uh, uh, mother-infant pairs or father-infant pairs for eight weeks and make dramatic changes in in the developmental trajectory of a child, um, that's made huge impacts on me. And so uh, all all of this, I think, combines, um, even though we we have these, uh, a polytheoretical approach that uh, on one level combines developmental neuroscience with arousal regulation theory and attachment, um, what really grounds PACT is its emphasis on social justice theory mm-hmm. and the idea that couples must have a, a, a sense of purpose, a sense of meaning, uh, a shared uh, vision, a shared mythology uh, for why they are together above and beyond uh, ephemeral and changeable uh, you know, elements such as love, romantic love, attraction, uh, common interests, right? All of these things uh, are, not, uh, are, are not stable over time, but what is more stable uh, is a sense of purpose, a purpose-centered, principle-centered relationship uh, that is uh, grounded in survival, that uh, together we survive and thrive or together we fail. And vanish right so uh, this this you know grounds everything into what we're calling secure functioning a uh, uh, basically regardless of who you are, regardless of your background, regardless of your uh, whatever uh, abilities and deficits you have, um, uh, you can be in a secure functioning relationship because it's based on agreements it's based on a realization that uh, uh, relationships grounded in survival isn't a luxury, it's a necessity, that this is how we protect each other. This is how we allow each other to be fully resourced to do other things, including allow development to move forward. Uh, It is uh, an ecosystem uh, where partners are mutual stakeholders, in creating an environment that makes the relationship easy because they say so, fully supportive, free of existential concerns, um, uh, absolutely safe and secure because they ensure it, Um, that creates an environment for many, many things to happen, uh, including longevity, uh, physical and mental health, happiness, this based on research we know uh, is, uh, is uh, elemental and uh, vital for the survival of the human organism, that we have a, at least one secure relationship where we absolutely can depend on another person and that's reciprocated. We can depend on them for our life. Um, th- that is so fundamental to physical uh, and emotional health. So, you know, uh, there's a philosophy behind PACT. It's not simply all of these stray elements that are coming together. Um, We're basically taking and continually growing to take what we think works in the clinical situation in order to create secure functioning couples, in order to, to do whatever we can to take couples where they are and move them towards secure functioning. That's our goal. And we don't have a lot of time to do it. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we're, we're sculpting and trimming and organizing the therapy to put pressure on them and to expect them to be secure functioning because uh, there are so many life consequences to being insecure functioning, including, as I said, uh, you know, this matter of physical health. Um, and so that, in a nutshell, is is really is really packed. Uh, it's a philosophy, an idea based on on uh, research and science, and the idea that uh, that uh, the human condition is such uh, that, uh, in order for us to to be able to get along as separate individuals, we have to have agreements, guardrails. Um, principles that protect us from each other otherwise we perish and we do terrible things to each other
0: <laughs> great yeah no and that makes a lot of sense i think as you're talking what's becoming clear so so as i've been studying these different elements and looking into them one challenge i that happens is that you have to hold on to the element you have to hold on to masterson's theories and you have to apply it to pact yes and so you have to be you have to have your feet sort of in two buckets and it's hard enough to follow the theories often and then to link it back up. Can you talk a little bit about that sort of um, the learning curve for, for trainees or students as we're, as we're going about learning this?
1: The learning curve is sharp. Um, it isn't like learning other methods, other approaches to couple therapy because there are so many moving parts and it's polytheoretical that, uh, that uh, it requires an ever-growing fund of knowledge, which, by the way, makes the work more and more enjoyable. The more I learn, the more fun the work is, the more I learn about the human condition through other other areas of study, like zoology, right, Um, through uh, studying magicians, uh, through, uh, you know, even uh, people who are con men, con women, to study... Uh uh, uh uh astronomy you know there you know as clinicians I think uh, we get too focused on psychological theory and we go from this pra- this you know teacher to that teacher basically uh over focused on technique and uh and uh and, and certain ways of working with individuals and couples and families that we forget that so much of our capacity to understand the human condition comes from studying things outside of the human realm. And uh, and that comes to bear in our our understanding, just like Jungians uh, are lauded for understanding literature and mythology uh, in history and uh, in dreams, mm-hmm. uh, you know th- that there's so many things that come to uh, that, that come into understanding human suffering and human happiness, in uh, the human psyche. And so, uh, pact is an ever-expanding, uh, um, you know, sense of university of learning, um, but always focused on. The goal, which is, we are uh, we are creating that is safe and secure, that can stand the test of time, and that can tolerate as uh, much load bearing that life can throw at it, without dissolving, without fragmenting, without uh, perishing. Right, and so, so so all of these ideas are in service with the big idea. Um, a purpose-centered uh, uh, relationship that's based on a shared vision, shared mythology, uh, shared purpose, shared meaning, hmm. a reason for being um, that grounds people in such a way that they don't. Couples don't need to know this stuff. Uh, therapists do, um, uh, um, and so it, yeah, it does take a while. It's a, it's a big learning curve, but also, frankly. I am still learning how to teach. Uh, teaching it itself, you know, uh, pedagogy, right? Uh, the, the ability to impart information to make it simple and clear and coherent is, uh, is also a huge learning curve. And um, I think as we grow and move forward, we get better at teaching. And, uh, and perhaps, uh, you know, there'll come a time when uh, the learning curve isn't so great. Um, it'll never be paid by numbers. It'll never be, uh, you know, uh, just read this and then do that. Um, there is a a certain amount of practice and growth and and uh, and expansion in the packed clinician that must be there in order to, uh, you know, one of our sayings in PACT is, you know, uh, to move the field forward. Mm-hmm. Um, that we're we're. Not resting on our laurels, we're constantly um, recreating and editing, trimming, adding things to pack according to what is effective and what may be not so effective, mm-hmm. and that's a constant process.
0: Now, when you when you come across a new theory um, or you come across a new idea, and you know whether it's in with whether it 's uh, a, a psychology theory or not, are you, is this an active process to you? Do, you? do you sit down and you go, "Oh yeah, let me think how this applies to pact Let me, let me, let me put my mind on this
1: absolutely as I, as I scan research, as I look and I read and I listen, my, you know because I am, I am focused in, in the area I, I tend to be focused uh, uh, with couples, uh, i 'm always uh, uh, listening for what could enhance, what could add to, what could uh, clarify uh, what we're doing, what could alter it uh, in a way that would uh, benefit the work. Um, And uh, like everybody else, my filter shuts out other things. And, uh, And then it might be a colleague or a student that influences me uh, to look in this corner that I ignored. Um, and, then, uh, and then I can see that as something that uh, works and could integrate and could enhance couples work, right? It's not about pact. It's about uh, really loving working with couples and, uh, and, uh, and pushing that work forward. Um, and pact is really just an amalgam of uh, different ways of working with a centralized idea and a focus and a goal
0: right and chicken um, chicken or egg question here i mean wh- wh- which ca- did you say i want to research how to really work well with couples and so i'm going to go out and put these pieces together oh i think i need marita nikon here oh i think i need okay. this here did it happen that way or did it just happen organically or both
1: it happened organically. Uh, it was, uh, you know, like everybody else, I learned this and I learned that and I learned this and I learned that and it was all over the place and nothing, nothing cohered and uh, I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, and and there, there was a time in my life when I had a study group called the Calabasas Study Group Um, uh, because I was inspired by Alan Shore's study group that I was uh, involved in, uh, that I wanted one of my own where we would uh, read, research, focus, talk, uh, and it would be continual learning. And something clicked for me because I was in two of my own study groups, Alan's and then a self-run or a peer group. And something clicked. and it was the idea uh, people can't see this, but you know, taking my hands and crossing them over, that people are in each other's care, not their own care. And this came from uh, uh, the idea of interactive regulation, that uh, couple therapy had it wrong, uh, that uh, that partners are an interactive regulatory team, and the degree to which they succeed or fail is the degree to which uh, 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 depends on their their ability to be that regulatory team, being able to regulate states um, of excitement and and stress and distress. Uh, And so it occurred to me that they're in each other's care, not their own, and that movement, that idea is what set everything off in my head. And then I just couldn't stop Uh, things just kept just clicking with Mm -hmm. with me suddenly, um, suddenly, uh, analytic work, gestalt, psychodrama, uh, Japanese forms of psychotherapy. You just mentioned that was David K. Reynolds, another, another mentor of mine, uh, Marita and Nikon. And, uh, you know, and then, uh Jeff Zeig's, uh, work, the Ericksonian foundation of, uh, trance work, uh, uh, That came into play Uh, and everything started to come together, but it still hadn't coalesced. Um, And it took time for uh, uh, to start to see more clearly how everything would come together with a goal, with, you know, why are we doing this? Where are we headed? Um, The idea of secure functioning as something that people could do. Um, that is not about attachment per se, but it's a necessary condition for people to become securely attached. Mm. Um, that 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 became the, sort of the holy grail, um, you know, of of the work. That that should everything should be in service of that, and that's been an ongoing uh, process. For instance, this idea uh, that. Uh, social justice theory would be at the very top of the importance of the work in terms of shaping it as a goal it is only recent. Yeah. Um, it was always there, but it took a back seat and was sort of, you know, the ugly stepson, um, uh, you know, it's hard to find a place for it. And then it occurred to me that that, that place was really at the top um, and it's just been an ongoing process of understanding by doing the work and teaching it. Um, and you know, you and I've talked about this that that teaching is is the best way to understand something, to learn, because one is constantly having to find different ways of saying the same thing, and is constantly being challenged with questions. Um, that stretch the teacher uh, into thinking, well, how does that work? Um, how does that make sense?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: actually teaching and writing, which I'm loath to do, by the way, <laughs> but I do it anyway. Uh, writing is also an enormous uh, uh, help in being able to um, uh, organize ideas and to fine tune them. So it's an ongoing process, I guess. But right. it you know it started off as as just throwing things against the wall
0: uh-huh and just to wrap up this section um of our interview what are you reading now what are you what, what's what's exciting you right now in terms of uh, uh your both your media intake and your and your professional work what what's out there that that you're that you're excited about
1: um that's a really good question i I just recently started going back to the brain and uh and started um, reviewing uh, uh, areas of the brain uh, and getting uh, deeper uh, into, uh, into function and connection. Connectomes are interesting to me um, uh, as of late. Uh, and, uh, uh, and also getting much more into the neuroendocrine system lately. I'm still fascinated with faces, I'm still fascinated with. With deception um, um, but I'm getting right now a little more uh, deeply in back into neuroscience uh, lately
0: okay, great, and uh, well just one other question comes to mind, which is uh, when you see something that interests you when when you know like I, I'm thinking of of being in the shoes of the packed trainee and they hear something that interests them, and it's hard sometimes to know in the training how to go with it how do how do you go about researching things? What do you do when something excites you and you're like, "Oh my god, this is a huge topic. It's a little overwhelming, but I want to parse it out so that I can understand it."
1: Well, one thing uh is that I'm fundamentally lazy and uh and so it's it's you know, I'm not a very disciplined person. Um and so I go through uh, fits and starts and spurts and things like this. Um, I'm also obsessive. And so when I, uh, when I start on something, I obsess on it. And I, I'll just uh, I'll continue to focus on it until I get tired of it. Um, and I'll do this by listening. I'll hear somebody on a podcast um, or I'll hear about somebody. I'll go listen and watch them. Um, or I will do my, uh, my scanning of my uh, uh, apps and my programs that are aggregates that collect uh, recent research through keywords and so on. And I'll just, I'll start doing a deep dive. I'll start um, uh, getting into something and sort of go down a rabbit hole somewhere Uh, and what I'll do is I'll follow my passion. I I don't read anything that's boring. If I'm bored, I stop. I move on to something else. Um, I skim and I scan for things that seem exciting to me and the excitement is my measure. Um, if it, if it isn't yielding anything, uh, then I let it go. Um, and I, I, basically, uh, I'm guided by my excitement, by my, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, like Joseph Campbell used to talk uh, about, um, uh, although it's not serendipity, uh, but I, I follow, uh, you know, w- what uh, intrigues me and chants me. Um, and then uh, if it's really dense, what I'll do is I'll, uh, I'll be wowed by it. I'll stop and I'll just nibble on it. <laughs> and then I'll go back and then I'll stop. And then, right, because uh, I'd rather know something really deeply than have a cursory knowledge of it. Mm. And that makes it slower for me than it might be for others. Um, but then I get to know something really well. Um, and so that's how I do it. Um, I never expose myself for too long because then it, uh, it becomes nothing special. Mm. Um, And so I I dip my toe in and then I get excited. I go further and then I practice it. Uh, Sometimes I'll take what I've learned that I really love and I'll start teaching it right away. And that's another way to begin to consolidate the learning by using it. Always good to use learning as soon as you learn it, practice it. Um, uh, uh, And so that's, that's my method. That's my way of working. Um, uh, Alan Short taught me a great deal of how to uh, look at dense material, how to look at uh, research and um, uh, quickly and to see uh, what I want and what I don't want. Um, and, uh, and again, I'm always looking for things that, that, uh, uh, that serve what I do, you know, working with couples and I'm always listening for that. Um, and that's basically how I study. That's basically how I learn
0: great well thank you for thanks for taking the time to do this introduction with me stan and thank you all for joining us for the first episode of the human nurture podcast And thank you all for joining us for the first episode of the Human Nurture Podcast.